our best friends and next door neighbors, Willow and Lillian, spill the tea on murder, mysteries, and other things that go bump in the night. So get your favorite teacup ready and let's get into it. Welcome to Cruelty Podcast. This is Lillian and with me. As usual and always is Willow. Hello. Hi. Hi. How you doing? I'm good. So our recording schedule has been... It's It's a lot. Yeah. We're tired, but we're here. We are. And we're queer. Yes. Just like we were yesterday. Yes. And the day before that. Mm -hmm. So I have no uh, fucking clue... What you're doing this episode over. So, have you ever heard of the Ant Hill Kids cult? No, sounds awful. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. Sounds terrible. Um, (laughs) No, okay, so this cult was the first on my list months ago whenever I was preparing for cult month. Yes. Um, And it was going to be the very first cult that I did this month, but... I got sidetracked with other cults that I found, and I was like, ooh, I'm going to do this one, this one, you know. And yeah, I know how it goes. It got to the back burner, and then, you know, I thought with the transition of our episodes, um, I was actually planning on doing a super fucking racist, alt-right, uh, uh, white nationalist uh, cult that's, like, like, really close by which sucks, but um, yeah. <laughs> they're actually in, like, southern Missouri, but they're near us. Oh, no, and, Get, go um, away. And, you know, played a big part in the KKK and the Oklahoma City bombings and all this stuff. So I thought it would be a good transition from QAnon and all of that, but you know what? I'm tired of racism. Golly, me too. We should go away. So I went... In a different direction, not necessarily the opposite, but there's no, nothing racial going on in this one, to just full-on, gruesome, grotesque, disgusting torture. Oh, boy. Yay! Hooray! <laughs> it was a palate cleanser. <laughs> was it? Yeah. Um... <laughs> well, at least they're just killing each other and not, like, oppressing anyone. Oh, he... he not very many people died, which is the thing. There oh. are so many victims in this, but not very many people died, which I think that just makes everything way worse um, at some point because you have to live through and bear the pain, and all of these, the, the torture is just really, really bad. So I just wanted to preface this with saying when this was on my list, I had no idea about the darkness of this cult. Um, Because I had heard about this cult years ago, and I just assumed it was what the headlines said. It was some doomsday cult, and they looked like hippies. They were all dressed in the same robes. So, you know, I just assumed it was like all the other cults of the 1970s. Yeah, because there were so many. There were so many. and, And, yeah, it was kind of going with the trend and the fad. But holy fucking shit. (laughs) They went off the rails. This one's nuts. And we don't have time to cover every single victim, but I will go into some really gross um, details. Do we need the warning? We do. Will you do your sexy little warning voice? (laughs) I will. This episode may contain graphic content. Listener discretion is advised. There we go. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. 
You've been fucking warned. <laughs> yeah, and then you can't come at me and say that upset me and my sensibilities because... I'm somebody who will, like, roll over in bed and, like, try to go back to sleep by looking at crime scene photos and, like, decomposition. Do you want to know what I uh, I soothed myself with last night? Hmm. I watched the Challenger uh, documentary on Netflix, and I was like, wonder if there's any pictures of corpses. And so I yeah. went to Googling. Yeah. No, but there is from the Apollo 1 space disaster. Oh, no. Yeah, don't look at it. It's gross. But I was like... Huh, satisfied. We'll sleep now. Right. Yeah, we're just fucked up. This is this got me. This got me. Oh no. And I don't get got that well. Well. It's it's pretty bad. So the Ant Hill Kids cult, um, the founder of which was Rock Thoreau, which this is <laughs> this, <laughs> sorry. Oh shit. <laughs> I didn't think about it. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm not trying to be a dick, but come on. <laughs> it's a stupid it's name. Thoreau. It's just um, it's a it's a French word, and I actually put abbreviations next to it. It's Terio, so Rock Terio. Oh, rock -terio. but if it was Rock the Road, that, that would make me so happy. <laughs> Well, he ended up later throwing rocks at people, and most of those people were children, so... I don't know. You know. Anyway. Also went by the name um, Savage Messiah later on, he was called. Oh, Savage Messiah. And sounds like is, a pro wrestler. There is a, like, I can't remember if it was, like, daytime, or, like, it was, like, some daytime drama, like or, like, Lifetime, or whatever, um stars i don't know but it was like you could tell it was from the mid 90s it was still in the square like modified form yeah and uh very adorable little drama movie i watched part of it um <laughs> about this oh so yeah if you guys want to go back and watch it it's kind of cute but i'm terrible also but anyways so this guy um just a little background on him he was born may 16th making him Taurus, uh, 1947, and Saguni, 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 I believe so. Okay, I, I did the Google Translate, and it said Saguni. Well, I'm wrong. So I don't. Uh, um, but in Canada, and so this this all takes place in various places in Canada. Um, his parents were Canadian Catholics, and um, he was second of eight children. Now, his father's name was um, Hyacinth. Oh. Isn't that a flower? It is. Yeah, I thought oh, that was really cute. cute. But I couldn't get his mother's name because there is some speculation that his mother might possibly be his sister. I'm not sure on that. His but mother's his sister. Yeah, it might have been. Hold on, sorry. My brain was just, like, uh, not working. I got it now, but yeah. that family tree is a wreath. It might be. <laughs> <laughs> I saw that like while digging and I was like, well, there's no, there's no, nothing to say yes or no on that. But I just thought it was an interesting little yeah. add in mm -hmm. right there. Um, we don't know who his mother technically is. Um, but he was considered a very intelligent child all through school. He ended up getting straight A's, but he only made it to seventh grade. And a lot of people say like he just quit going to school. Um, but I read in some reports that all the children in the household only went to seventh grade because that's what the closest school went to. 
and there wasn't a school in that town that went above that. All right. So, now, Rock is, like, just an overachiever. He wants a lot of attention. He's very attention-seeking, and very much likes to be right all the time. So, once school was done, he got really obsessed with books and wanting to learn things, and kind of really, like, reveled in the fact that he knew more than other people around him. Because, you know, nobody excelled past seventh grade, so, you know... The more he studied, the better he became in his eyes. And that also included the Bible of all books. So he became really obsessed with the Bible. Now his God, father, it's so boring, too. It is. It's Honestly, after doing all of these cults, I see more and more and more how, like, the biblical Jesus is just another cult leader that, like, gathers up people. Yeah, no shit. Just talking. And they base an entire religion off of one guy that wanted to tell people things. It's a cult. It's a cult. It fits the... Look, it, all... It fits all, the exact same... Yeah. All of the, like, religions in the world just about, not all of them, but just about, fit the technical definition of a cult, which is a gathering of people in a temple to worship. That's mm. all a cult means. Right. Just saying. Right. <laughs> but, yeah, his father was of a, like a branch off of um, Roman Catholicism. It was like this weird like Canadian sub-branch that was called um, the White Berets. Have you heard of them? I have not. They are called also called Pilgrims of St. Michael. They were almost like a socialistic they had socialistic ideologies um, intertwined with Catholicism. It was very strange. They they all dressed in these white berets and like kind of looked like like they looked like militant, but they just walked around and they did like a lot of other um, sects of Christianity where they would go door to door and kind of talk to people. Oh lord, like how that. exhausting! And his father made him do it, and he was really um, was embarrassed good. by this. Yeah, it is really, embarrassing. Yeah, especially when none of your friends are doing it, especially when you're young. Um, yeah, it's really embarrassing. I had to do that, and whenever did I'm, you really, dude? I just yeah, <laughs> <laughs> unlocking some old memories. Yeah, I ended up having to go to like like the the like housing like the public housing places in like inner city Houston. Yeah. What the fuck? It was San Antonio. It was San Antonio. Oh, and, well still and I had what to go the door fuck? To door and I remember actually seeing like like drug like bad drug paraphernalia as a young child and I was like, Oh, I should probably not be here. But like the church will put you in all kinds of situations like that, going door to door and like trying to like hand out pamphlets and shit like that. It's so weird to me. It's really weird. It's and weird. I, I remember as a kid thinking that this is not okay. Like I we should not be doing this. This is an invasive invasion of privacy. <sighs> yeah. Um so he didn't like that at all. And so he really started hating the Catholic Church and kind of diving more into the Bible. Um, but other than that, like, not a lot is talked about his upbringing. We just know that he was very charismatic. Um, oh, they always are. They always are. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of like a no-brainer that he's going to be super charismatic. Um, but yeah, up in, in, in 1967, he was 20 years old. He marries his first wife, Francine. She's only 17 years old. They end up having two children, and... 
at this time he starts living a pretty quote-unquote normal life he doesn't have a like a normal job he's like whittling wood and selling like these ornate carvings sounds like what i do um yeah <laughs> but he's supplying his family off of his his trade hey so, whatever works yeah man. absolutely kudos to him but if only he could like just have stayed here if he would have just been you know just happy to whittle some wooden yeah, things and like have some kids yeah. and have a wife and just be fine with that but he wasn't he ended up cheating on his wife and um and also he was very abusive as well. He he started drinking at this point and you'll see throughout this entire thing like the more he drinks the more abusive he gets and it's pretty grotesque. Um but he ends up they end up getting a divorce and he ends up um he ends up marrying the the woman that he had cheated on his cheated wife on with. His wife with. Um, but during this time, he actually, during his, his first marriage with his first wife, he ends up getting a bunch of pain in his stomach and he goes to the doctor and he ends up being, um, it ends up being determined that he has like severe stomach ulcers and it gets pretty bad that he has multiple surgeries. Wow. And it's these multiple surgeries. Um, we talk about like turning points. I realized in studying this that this is actually the turning point in his life is that he I can goes see that. through these surgeries and they don't really fix it. They actually make it pretty worse. And from here on out, like he has some he has some pretty bad issues. He ends up getting a syndrome, a condition called um, dumping syndrome. I know exactly what that is. I didn't want to say it out loud because it sounds so gross. Well, what it is is the food will sit in the stomach too long and it doesn't get digested. It causes painful gas and barfing. Ugh. And yeah, I know that is people who've had gastric bypass surgery get this a lot. And Maris had that. Oh, no. And so certain foods. No, he uh, still has it all the time. So, oh, so But it's it's able to like be something that you can handle sometimes not sometimes he's out for a day or two because of that shit because it just is, hurts really bad because uh, the type of surgery he had made his stomach like the size of a small banana mm. yeah because yeah. pcos makes you gain right, all the weight right, yeah right. but yeah he ends up getting that and then um just really not like being being completely distrustful of the medical communities. I don't blame him because that shit sucks. It hurts. I can only imagine. Yeah, it's some real yeah. like the pain is like like white face sweaty pain. Yeah. So I guess it's his turning point in that he can't trust the church, can't trust the medical community. Mm. It's gonna impact his ability to work and provide because you're in pain all the time. Right. Ulcers fucking suck. Um. Yeah. Yeah. And. And so, like, while he's laid up and everything, too, like, he's just stewing, you know? He's just getting pissed. He's also drinking on top of all these ulcer issues. Which, oh, and alcohol and dumping aren't friends. I can't imagine the pain. No, they're not. I cannot imagine that. Um, <clears throat> but he's he just starts studying. Like, he continues to study the Bible, but he also starts studying medicine. He starts studying, like, like diving deep into like medical journals and all of this stuff and um and studying surgeries i guess he just really loves boring dry ass reading <laughs> um god 
he starts getting really obsessive over everything, basically. And um, in his, like, obsession with the Bible, he starts getting obsessed with, um, like, the impending doom like you know like there like the sense that there is like going to be this apocalypse this ending war of like good and evil and all this shit you know uh-huh. he's, he's kind of going a bit nutso in the head while his body is kind of deteriorating and while this is happening he's starting to realize this like whoa my health is like really really bad so like just a switch goes off and he decides to clean up his act. He decides to quit drinking. He decides to start eating better. And with this newest obsession, um, so we have God, we have our religion, we have obsession with um, not just health and dieting, but also like the medical industry. Um, he basically ends up finding out that there's a sect of Christianity that really fits for him. And it's a seven-day Adventist church. Oh. Yeah. Because they have all those rules on, on, poopy. on diet and all that stuff, too. They do. So he starts to become a seven-day Adventist follower. And he starts really focusing on all of this stuff. And with his charisma, he starts working with the church. He starts campaigning for the church. And he starts doing the door-to-door stuff that... That he originally, that he originally hated. hated. Yeah. That's interesting. um, But I guess because he believed in this one, and he already had the experience, it kind of, like, canceled each other out in a way. I could see that, but, I mean, it's still, like, it's just reliving your trauma, honestly. That's strange, but, yeah. It's really weird that he really got into it, too. Um, But this, going door-to-door, it really gave him not just a sense of community, but it gave the community a sense of, who he was at least trying to portray, not obviously who he really was. But they painted, it painted him this picture of like this really wonderful guy and was really trustworthy. And so he himself ended up kind of gathering a small following of people. I, yep. I was fixing to say. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah. And like later on, like even psychiatrists were like kind of studying him and they were even like, he seems they, they considered him a renaissance man, that he was bright, inquisitive, and sensitive by nature. They said that he possessed an intelligence uh, that is much higher than average, and that he was later described as su- superhumanly charismatic. Okay, get off his jock, I damn! I know, right? I know, it's really, really intense, like, how much everybody... You know really when someone has been, dis- been described as, like, super charismatic to me... And then I meet them. It nine times out of ten they irritate the livid fuck out of me. Yeah, yeah. Wonder why that is. Because you can see through it. It seems like if it's if it's like genuine charisma, which I think I run into really rarely. Right. Um, and I'm not saying people all people have their own kind of charisma, but if it's like real over the top charisma, I'm always kind of. I immediately distrust it. Yeah. Yeah. It's suspicious yeah. for mm-hmm. sure. So. In his work with the Seventh-day Adventist Church, um, they would go on retreats all the time, as they do. And on one of the retreats, he apparently went into the woods off by himself, and he came back saying that he had had this spiritually enlightening experience. Mm-hmm. As they do, as every cult leader does. He, he goes and You've he... You've got to keep them charisma people out of the woods. <laughs> <laughs> 
Buddy system. Buddy yeah. system. Don't go alone. You don't let that motherfucker <laughs> in the woods. He's going to come back and say gonna, Jesus talked to him. fucking mushrooms and think that his hand is God and talk to it for a second. And, and then come, come back, back and kill everybody yes. eventually. Yeah. So, um, yeah, and that's exactly what he does, basically. He goes into the woods and he comes back and he tells everybody that he is now a messenger of God. That... MSG! <laughs> no. <laughs> if y'all aren't our, on our Patreon, you, you need, should You be. need to be on our Patreon, <laughs> seriously. Because that correlates with our last episode. It was fucking awesome. Oh, I'm it's obsessed. ridiculous. I'm yeah. So he's a messenger of God he's now. He's a messenger of God. <laughs> and, um, and that he has the powers to heal and see the future. And the future is doom. It's just fucked. It's just fucked. <laughs> oh, but I can heal you. So it's okay. Well, why bother? Right. If it's fucked, just let me, let me be, man. Right. So in 1997, at the age of 30, Rock began to run a stop smoking clinic for the Seven-Day Adventist Church in Quebec, Canada. Now, apparently, this was a thing that they did, especially in this area. The uh, the Seven-Day Adventist specifically would open up these stop-smoking clinics. That's so shady. You know? And, like, try to get people to, like, kick the habit or whatever. It just reminds me of Clerks, when that guy comes in, <laughs> yeah. and, yeah, and he, like, starts harassing everybody, and it's because he's a gum salesman. Yeah. You know? Like... That's exactly what it was, is he would just have these quit smoking clinics and he would basically preach to people while trying trying to like My make God. them feel bad about you know, their addiction. Yeah, and so you here you are, you're like, finally I'm gonna give up the smokes. Maybe I could go to like a support group or something, it'd be helpful. And yes. all they do is just cram you full of Jesus when you're vulnerable. Yes. Uh, absolutely. Absolutely. And I mean, people you see wonder it in the, in the um, Prison system as well, well, and in the twelve step programs, it's a lot of it's a lot, a lot of Jesus, Jesus God, mm-hmm. but you know it. People wonder why I'm spicy daddy enthusiast. <laughs> it's just opposite of whatever that is. <laughs> whatever that is, can I have the opposite yeah. of that and make it sexy? <laughs> yeah, that's what I like. Well, at this like stop smoking clinic thing, he actually started to get a following, and now he has a following of ten people. Like ten people. <laughs> That, you know, are ride or die. And it doesn't ever say, like, what their names are. I think that a lot of these people really want to keep their identities. Um, They're like, that was a weird time. Let's pretend like it didn't happen. (laughs) But those ten people, they end up going off and opening up a quote-unquote healthy living clinic in Santa Marie. Um, And there's a lot of speculation as to, like, why they left. Um... You know, they could have just been bored and wanted to open up something else. Or maybe his preaching and weirdness. We're getting um, to people. We're getting to people. I think it's the latter. And they move around a lot. Um, And at this healthy healthy living clinic, this is where um, they begin to all dress the same. They all wear matching ankle length tunics. And it's always tunics. It's always tunics. And they're always like red or pink. Or, orange. or maroon. Or maroon. Yeah, yeah. It's what's that about? Chocolates. Um. Oh, <laughs> fuck a doodle. You're right. Yes. Um, Y'all nasty. This is where he begins to like really preach about his healing powers um, through the healthy living clinic. Oh, okay. And um, this woman comes in with her husband. Her name is Geraldine, and she has leukemia. And so, oh, no. yeah, he really talks up that he can heal her. So his remedy 
was grapefruit, grape juice, and organic food. That ain't gonna stop no leukemia. It sure didn't. I'm sure she died. She did. Yeah. Yeah, she died. And, um... And leukemia is pretty treatable. Yeah. 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 But it is, it is a really, it's a really, um, easy one to escalate. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Our circular It's your blood. Yeah, it's your blood. It's everywhere. Yeah. In there. Yeah, and it goes to all the places. It goes to so. all of the places that you have. <laughs> yes, it takes it there. So, so if it's metastasizing, it's everywhere. It's, it's bad. Yeah. yeah. And so she, you know, pretty much died overnight. I mean, I don't know how long it took Not for long the grape juice and organic food to set in, but, um, it's she, now, he told his followers that, oh, I do have the power of healing. I also have the power of bringing people back from the dead. Of course he So, did. when she died, I kissed, I wasn't there when she died, but I came in the room and I kissed her forehead. So, she came back to life and then God told me it was Geraldine's time to go. So, she went right back where she was headed. So, hold on. So, she died because you healed her and then you brought her back to life yeah. And God said, no, no. fam, that we're good. I got to yeah. pull yeah, her I card. Yeah. That's so traumatic. Poor Geraldine died like 20 times. <laughs> Leave her alone. Her poor husband, though. I'm sorry, I'm not laughing at her. I'm no, it's terrible. The idea that he thinks that he can just say this and people will listen. And they did. And it's weird to me. Um, but, yeah, this incident right here... Um, inflated his ego oh yeah but also because of all that angered the church and he was kicked out of the seven-day finished well yeah that's a bunch of malarkey sir and because of this the cult happened (laughs) so yeah he he kind of just decided to make his own thing so at that point um it's 1978 and he took his followers that he had gathered to um Gaspé Peninsula in Canada where they began to prepare for the end of the world as you do. Like you do. Like you do. Um, now he convinced all of his followers to leave everything. Leave their jobs. Leave well yeah because they think know. the end of the world's imminent so you don't need a snoop jobby job right, if it's right. all That's over with. Like they, they, some of them were in college and he was like you don't need school. The world's ending. So yeah. I have I have a, a brief aside and yeah. then I'll let you continue. So Anytime I hear end of the world plan or bunker, I just think, you know, why? If the world is going to end, and I'm sure it will one of these days, y'all, that's got to keep in mind, no internet, no phone, no flushy toilet, no air conditioning, no supermarket. And I've seen how some of y'all cook. I don't know what you're going to do without a microwave and a toaster oven. Right. Y'all gonna, you mean to tell me you're going to eat some bugs? You're going to eat a raw fish like Gollum and Lord of the Rings? No. So here's my thing is I don't want to live that way. It sounds fucked up. My end of the world plan is where is it the most fucked up and explodey? That's where I'm going. And I'm going to do a lot of cocaine and heroin at the same time just to see what happens. <laughs> why? Like, I just don't understand why you think, number one, if the world's ending, you'll make it. And number two, the fuck would you want to for? Right. Uh, it just plays on people's fear. <coughs> it does. It does. Well, it's so that's, shitty. That's what the, I mean, the Bible and Christianity Christianity is inevitably a doomsday oh, cult yeah. in and of itself because you're all talking about going to heaven when you die. Millenarianism. Like, boop, boop, boop. That's a long 
It is, and I, I said it perfectly, and it'll never happen again. But it's like, Sky Daddy is mad, and he's going to smash us all. Yeah. And it's just like, y'all, get another hobby that's nice. Like, Read a different book, any book. Just read it, and read another one after that. Um, continue reading books until you get like a full idea. And if you don't like... Basing it all on yeah. one book. And I'm, I'm going to say this. I think we would be shocked, though I wouldn't, to find that most people who are Christian haven't read the Bible once. Or when they do read the Bible, they fixate on one line and devote. The oh, they'll life they'll just it. remember like they'll they're always reading from like Luke or Psalms, and it's just yeah. ridiculous. So I don't know. It's just stop. That's what <laughs> I wish I they say. could, but they won't. Nope. Um, but yeah. Um, <laughs> Uh, of course, he has stomach ulcers. I mean, like, this guy. <laughs> this fucking guy. There's so much doom. So, yeah, I, there's, yeah. <laughs> of course, he has stomach ulcers. Um, but, yeah, due to his stomach ulcers and, and other health problems that I'm assuming are related to that and alcoholism, um, he said that he could not do any heavy lifting, do anything of the sort, do any heavy exertion whatsoever. And so when they move to this basically wilderness, it's it's absolute wilderness. It's Canadian tundra. It's beautiful. It's gorgeous. But it's this big plot of land of nothing. And they have, like, times running out for winter coming. Yeah. And they have to set up shelter. They have to set up food. Like everything is from scratch. He will not allow them to have like any, if you're going off grid, you've got to have more of a plan than that. Nope. They went out there and he literally made his followers do everything by hand. Jeez Louise. And and I mean everything by hand. They ended up making a like huge ass structure enough for like, I think 12 people at first. And, um, and they made it by winter. But the whole time, he's just sitting there watching, and he's like, hmm, they sure do look like a lot of little ants running around doing my bidding. Oh, no. So that's when he calls them the Ant Hill Kids. So weird. It's disgusting. And from there, like, you can just tell, like, his viewpoint on his followers. Yeah, he sees them as ants. Is disgusting yeah. what he does to these people. Oh, it is absolutely horrendous um but yeah like like i said up until i started researching this this is all i knew was just some hippie guy in the woods they have like this yeah. off-grid shelter and they all fuck each other like sounds about sounds right Sounds about right doomsday whatever um no he ended up having like a doomsday like set in stone like an actual day um, well, that's always a mistake. It never happened. So well, no, whatever. that's uh, cult leaders will do this, and then their cults explode because the doomsday comes and goes and didn't happen. Right. Well, he's already got them secluded and everything by the time the day passes. So, so they, they think it might have happened. Well, no, they just they don't have any escape. Like anytime somebody oh, yeah. tries to escape, they can't. Oh no. Yeah, and we're gonna get into why. So um, at this point, the followers like they ended up working. Like, up to 17 hours a day. Um, and the the compound that they built, they ended up calling it Eternal Mountain. Woo! Um, <laughs> <laughs> and there, there was about 10 to 15 adults and about 10 children, ranging anywhere from 1-year-old to 15 years old. And thus became the Ant Hell Kids. Um, they basically... 
they worked together to, like, on the surface. They, they were a group of hippies in the woods that would make baked goods and take it to the local markets and sell them. So everybody knew them in the area. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. It was very common to see them kind of unloading in a van full of, like, these beautiful women. Um, and then this, like, little meek guy that just had all these women. And he would talk to everybody. And everybody was just like, wow, you're so nice. He, like, loved everybody. And of course. And he was course. just, like, some jolly fuck in the woods with, you know, awesome baked goods. And they were harmless because they were Christian. Christian hippies. like Christian what's, hippies in the woods. What's more squishy bread, and you know? rainbows and unicorns and that shit. Right. And that's that's really what they touted it. And that's what a lot of believers believed they were getting into. Was yeah. like this off-grid, wholesome community. Which, honestly, a lot of people want. Around here especially. Yes, around here especially. Um, I think it's a beautiful thing to have. But it doesn't... It, it it's, it's not that way for... I don't think any point of time. For a while, I actually believed that there was like a long period of time where it was wholesome. I don't think it was that long of a period of time. I think it was literally just long enough to get them in, and then the abuse started. Yeah. So, he was in control of everything, obviously. And none of these rules applied to him, but they were all under restrictive diets, of course. Um, They weren't allowed to have any meat or tobacco or alcohol, but he was drunk all the time. They all wore the same things. They all got new biblical names. His was Moses. Sure. Obviously. Obviously. Um, <laughs> this reminds me a lot of uh, Vampire Jesus as well. It does, yeah. Um, yeah. And then um, he decided that he needed more wives, like you do. Like you do. Um, but instead of procreating with his children, ooh, um, he just took everybody else's wives, so all the women in the cult were now his women. And, like, within, like, you know, just a few months, one by one, each one got pregnant. And I think he ended up taking up eight women, and he had, um, by the end of it, he had up to 22 children with these eight women. She's Louise. Yes. And he forbid them to talk to the outside world. Uh, they were allowed to, like, converse with the people while, like, peddling the bread, but that was under his supervision. He was not, they were not allowed to talk to each other without his presence. Oh, wow. Yes. That is really restrictive. It was very, very restrictive. Um, and again, he began to drink more and more and more and became Oh, more he's and back more to violent. drinking. Yeah, more and yeah. more violent. And one of the women that were inside this cult said that it was almost like the weather. Um, if the weather was bad, he would drink more and he would become the storm. And then when the weather was good, he was cheerful and, you know, had great things to say. So it's so creepy. It's really, really creepy. Um, now, as he begins to get more violent, every little thing they do that he deems wrong is punishable. Ew. Here's a list of some of the punishments that every single one of them endured. And I will talk about a few other, like, specific cases, but all of them, they would either get beat it, beatens with a belt or hammers. Hammers? Hammers. Jeez. Um, they would be suspended from the ceiling. 
in an outdoor structure, like in a barn or something. They'd be suspended from the ceiling, and during certain occasions, it was either, you know, their spouse, one of the group members, or, you know, Rock himself, or he would even do self-inflicted stuff a lot as well. But while they're suspended, they would um, be ordered to pluck individual hairs out of certain areas whether it be the entire body like one of them had to get their entire body hair plucked individually by group members or one had to get their entire genital um, oh i was gonna say hair, pubic hair i bet it's um, the genitals but it, yeah but one person got an entire body too that's fucked it's fucking creepy it is creepy Ugh. like Leave think my about hairs how long and... that is like yeah it's so easy for me to just say that but think about how long that would that would take, take days yes it really would. It's very, it's very... Even if you're ridiculous. not a hairy person, you've got, like, peach fuzz and shit. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, they would do that. Um, Self-inflicted violence was a big one that... Now, I can see... I've seen footage of people getting their head blown off and decapitated and all kinds of gross stuff. But <clears throat> when I see videos of, like, skateboarders or, like, you know, like people doing extreme stunts or something and they break a bone that gets me. yeah i'm not a fan of that I'm not, shit i can't do that no. I, I can see like the gross blood gore stuff but the broken bones crunchy uh, bits no thanks um but he would order his followers to do self-inflicted self stuff as well like taking um like taking sledgehammers to their legs oh ah, ah, motherfucker and breaking their own bones Ooh, to, I'd sledgehammer um, his taint. Cutting off their own fingers. Ah, uh, yike it, yike, yike it, back a black. Sitting on hot stoves. Oh, no. Shooting each other in the shoulder. Eating dead mice and feces. Why is it always the feces? Why is it? He, I mean, he and he, there was a lot of defecation, too, on, like, as torture. Um, he would do it to his children, too. Poo-poo? Poo-poo. Shit on people. God, well, I mean, God frowns upon that. Look, I don't have a personal have disorder, so. relationship with God, but I think God frowns on you <laughs> poo-pooing on anybody. He would get other members to cut off other members' fingers and toes. <laughs> um, he would blowtorch them, either with a blowtorch. <laughs> sorry, a it's just ridiculous. It's a lot. That's why I'm going over the list of things that he's done because it's he's doing this to every single person here. Every single one of them. Lord love for, a death. And it's for like the most random shit. Um, and this doesn't, this is not even the beginning of the topping. Like this isn't, this isn't. There's going to be the more poop. The iceberg. This is ridiculous. Oh, there's not more poop. Um, he would like use like hot irons or like those like iron filing things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Super hot. Um, and then he would also abuse his children. And the Ugh. other children that were there that were not his. Um, both sexually and physically, he was known to either nail the children to a tree by their clothing. Okay. Or I know, I know, it, it got me too. Um, or with knives through their clothing. Either way, he would stick them to trees and either have their mothers or the other children throw rocks at them. And if they didn't throw rocks at these children, he threatened that he would or do worse to them. And these are for, like, violations, like, they wouldn't stop crying. Or, oh, I figured it's for the know, barest of things, yes, you know. Yes, yes. Um, one reporter actually, like, 
there was this crazy story about how this reporter needed to do a story on them and it took her like an entire day to walk through the woods to get to their compound because it's so secluded and there's like no roads there and um she finally gets there and she gets there in the middle of the night and she knocks on their door <clears throat> excuse me and it opens and inside is this long table just huge long table with children all up and down it sitting at this table and not a single one of them move not a single one of them make a sound oh, that's weird you know it's like toddlers and shit and they're just like stone like they're like unmoving and just yeah that is silent. not a natural state exactly and she all. was like whoa something is wrong here and it was um it was terrible so um, some other things that he would do. Oh, another thing that he would do to the children, um, before I go on, that I found really just awful, um, he would tie them almost like to, like, a spick over a fire. A he spit? Would, spit, yeah, sorry. I, I thought it was, like, a spigot or, like, Oh, a, no, it's called a spit. A spit? Yes. Um, he would, he would basically tie them suspended up over a fire. And, oh no! And like, like, kind of like pulsate them over the fire and make their mothers beg for them back, like to beg to save them. That's so shit. fucked Just torturing up. The mothers mostly. Um, one mother even gave birth to a child, and after she gave birth, like the second she gave birth, he took a blowtorch, like a like a, a fire torch, no. to her belly. Oh my god! Like crazy shit. One lady, I don't even have this in my notes. I just fucking off the top of my head. Um... One lady, um, she ended up, because of how much, like, sexual abuse she was going through and how many children she was birthing, um, she had a prolapsed uterus. uterus. Yeah, that and happens sometimes. thinking that he could just perform surgeries, he attempted to surgically uh -uh. fix this. Uh-uh. <laughs> I'm about to cry and vomit at the same time. Um, he did a series of things to it. And, at, like, at one point, he tied a string around it. At one point, he, uh, like, yeah. And, like, at <laughs> like one point, he tried to shove a wooden cone up inside of it to, like, keep it intact. From falling out like a cork? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's not how that and works. And at one point, he tried to, like, tie a string around it and then pull it out, like a tooth. None of which worked. No. And strangely enough, this woman ended up going to an actual doctor actually got it fixed and went back bitch no what the fuck call your dad you're in a cult i'm so terrified for all of these people's bodily body parts like I, it's just it's so well terrifying. we do not like body parts in this cult no we don't nobody can have any parts at all at all um it's bad i want to keep my parts thanks yes um so He starts getting more and more obsessed with surgeries. Oh, good. And you'll see more of that. Um, so in 1981, a man by the name of Guy Veer, um, V-E-E-R, um, he comes in on the scene. Now, he literally walks in on the scene. Like, he walks in from the woods out of nowhere and just, oh, there he is. Now, I did see some, some reports that his family actually said that he was not of sound mind he had some sort of mental disorder but he did not have a lot of mental function there um i'm not sure what it was but he did he was not on the mental level to make any decisions on his own 
absolutely not whatsoever. So he, I just give that backing because what he does next is horrendous, but also I think he should have had help. Prior to him just stumbling yeah, upon Oh, for sure. I mean? Again, the the, medi- the mental health community is This fails. is 1981. So oh, and it's, it's not, not good then. It, yeah. It's not good now. Wasn't so, good then. And for some reason, and I think maybe because of his childlike nature um, due to his condition, he was put in charge of being a babysitter. And oh, no. He was only allowed to babysit children that were not Rock's. Um, Rock's children had special treatment by him, and that's not good. Um, no, I figured special yeah. treatment equal yeah, bad. Equal bad. Um, but this guy Veneer, uh, Veer, um, he got really overwhelmed with all the children, and one of the two-year-olds, a boy, a little baby boy named Samuel, started crying and would not stop. And so this man beat this baby. Oh. And the baby went into a coma. That sucks. And I've heard a lot of different um, reports on as to like exactly how everything played out, whether the the thing that's about to happen was um, it could have been several different things. But what I believe happened was that he was beat so badly that some of his internal organs um, stopped working. Yeah. And I don't know for sure if he was. Um, in a coma this whole time, or if he just kind of blacked out. Yeah, or gradually went into a coma. But he was unable to urinate because of this beating. And oh my god! Yes, and sounds like kidney problem or bladder. Like he got, yeah. like he got hurt real bad. Yeah. Um, and so Rock decided to operate. Rock, you motherfucker! Yeah. And um. The baby obviously passes away. Yeah, obviously. But it wasn't due to the surgery. It was due to the fact that Rock had poured rubbing alcohol down the baby's throat to sedate him. That's not how any of that works. No, the baby died of alcohol poisoning. Ugh. This guy is fucking disgusting. This guy's fucked up. This isn't the worst that happens. Oh, that's pretty bad. So, um, because of this happening... Rock decides to punish Veer um, because he did that to the baby. And so Rock... Now, okay, this kind of goes to show you just the mental state that Veer is in. Um, Rock holds like a court kind of summoning with all of his followers, which is kind of weird because he has ultimate say anyway. Basically, they all declare that he is guilty, that, that Veer is guilty of this child's death instead of Rock's. Um, but they sentence him to castration and they convince him that this is going to be good for him, that, that it's going to help him with his migraines that he's had. You know, this makes four out of like the cults we've covered that, that really like chopping off people's balls. I don't understand it. I mean, I get it. I get it. I get it, but I don't want to get it. I don't, it's like I understand it on a logical level, but emotionally I'm struggling. Yeah. Um, but Rock ends up convincing him that it's something for his own good. And he actually signs a consent form saying, Rock, daddy, please cut off my balls. Um, and he does. Uh, he lies him on the table, uh, equipped with an elastic band, 
razor, tweezers, and a magnifying glass. Nope. And just like that, his balls are off, and he throws them away in the trash. The dude ended up bleeding for about a week, and he miraculously survived. And when he did, um, well, during the healing process, all they gave him was, like, salt water treatments and um, iron supplements. Man, he needed some Advil at the very least. Yeah, he didn't get that. But he did somehow escape, and he did go to the authorities. Now, the commune was raided. Rock spent only 18 months in prison for these offenses. Some of his followers got a few months, too, for just being there and involved. But um, he got out and just went right back to it. During this raid, roughly about 20 children were taken away and put into better homes. But that wasn't even, like... There was way more children there. I figured that there's way more kids there. So in 1984, Rock was released and they moved to another place called Burnt River, Ontario. And this is where he started making his followers fight gladiator style. (laughs) Sorry, it's just so stupid. (laughs) I know. For three minutes straight, he had like, like this square drawn out on the ground. And for three minutes straight, it could either be two boys, two girls, or a mixture of the two. And, um, they would just fight it out. And he would just watch. And he did the same thing with his wives in bed. Only instead of fighting, they had competitions to see who could orgasm the most. Well, I mean, hey, at least that's nice. That part was fun. Coming is cool. But, yeah, I don't think, I think a lot of it was Icky. Yeah, I feel like this is all icky. He also, obviously, uh did a lot of really terrible things to children as well and made children do these types of acts with adults. Yeah, let's skim over that if we yeah. can. Like, that's I'm not all, saying, that, like... That's all I'm saying. Okay, yeah, good, because no, I, I just don't want to get into the gory just, details no, of that. I'm, I'm, I'm squeamish already, and yeah. we've got a couple other cases just to talk about. So in 1985, he made one of the mothers leave her baby outside in a wheelbarrow in the freezing cold, and it died due to the exposure. Um, well, yeah. Yeah. Why? Um, this child was about five months old. Some sources said it was a newborn, but in the interview with the actual mother of the child, um, this child was five months old, and I'm not sure if it was due to crying or what. Or I, I know that Rock specifically just hated this kid. And How can you hate a five-month-old? I don't know, because that's one of the best ages. I love True that fact. Age. That is a good age. Um, but the woman was later on interviewed she suffered some of the most horrendous torture and she is like a super awesome advocate against like abuse and things like that she's a really great woman today but still to this day she thinks that her baby died of crib death because when this was investigated it was ruled out as crib death because that's what rock said so in actuality he had convinced her that basically death for this child was better than the abuse that all the other children are obviously suffering that he was going to definitely inflict on this kid because he hated it so much. Death was better. But then after that, after she, like, after he led her to basically kill her child, then he brainwashed her into believing that her child died of natural causes. Oh, she fried. She's fried fried. And it's very, very sad to see. 
because the fact that she survived alone is is a miracle story in and yeah, of itself. It is really truly. Um, but that death alerted the child where welfare authorities and 10 social workers and six police officers raided the commune, seizing 14 more children aged five months to 16 years old between, um, between 1986 and 1988, nine more of his children were taken away within days of their birth. So they were really monitored. Oh, they were like, you're going to have them. We're going to take them away. Yes. Now in nineteen, I'm, I'm I'm sorry if 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 it was bad enough to take him away, he should have been in jail. Yes, this is stupid. Bad. I know. Okay, I fucking hate it. But um, in nineteen eighty eight, a woman by the name of Solange Bolliard, um, she was one of his followers, and I just love the name Solange. Solange. And Solange. I was waiting for you to say. I don't that. know how to say it, but I like it. I think it's Solange. Um, he laid her on a table, and began operating. God, stop it! Oh, it's not. He's not over. So Solange, uh, she ended up complaining about stomach issues. So he was like, "Oh, I can fix that." So he laid her on this table. He punched her in the stomach to start out. Then he jammed a plastic tube up her rectum and gave her a, a, a enema of molasses and olive oil. Those don't go in your butt. That's so Canadian, but. Horrible. Don't put it in there. Um, then he cut open her stomach, ripped off a piece of her intestines with his fucking bare hands, and then had his followers who were there stitch her back up. And he cauterized her shut, and she died. Well, obviously. Yep. So when she died, they buried her. Then he, quote-unquote, had a dream from God saying that, this was his wife. Like, he had to marry her. So they dug her back up. He, they performed, like, a uh, post-mortem marriage. He married her corpse and then told his followers that he could resurrect her body and proceeded to cut a hole into her fucking skull, fucking skull, and then fucked it. I'm so pissed. Um, then fucked it. And, oh, and, um, dear. jizzed into her fucking brain cavity, thinking that this was going to resurrect her soul. And when it fucking didn't work, he ripped a rib bone off of her body and ended up wearing it as a necklace later on. They cremated her remains, and for the rest of his, like, life on the outside, he jizzed on her fucking cremated remains thinking that one day it's going to work and she's just going to magically appear. I don't have words to describe how much I hate that. I don't even hate Richard Spencer as much as I hate that. I hate that guy a lot. What in the absolute horror movie fuck is that? This case has everything, and I wish it had none of the things it has. So fucked. So fucked. This, as I'm doing this case, I'm just like, this sounds like like a Rob Zombie film. You know what I mean? It does, or or worse. Like Quentin Tarantino, or like, like, this sounds like, like, uh, it's gross. one of the worst horror slasher films that I can think of. Cannibal Holocaust It needs to be a movie. Oh, it, it doesn't. Really does. I don't need to see that in any form. In fact, I would like to unknow it at once. <laughs> I would love to see this in a movie. Um, you go right ahead. I don't need. I don't need any of that. Yeah. Yikes! On several bikes. When his second wife tried to leave, um, this was Giselle or whatever her name was. 
um, when she tried to leave, he threw a hunting knife and it hit her leg. This left a three inch gouge in her leg, which just started, you know, spraying blood everywhere. Like it do. Yeah. Yeah. It started bleeding profusely and he kind of just looked at it and walked off. He went and grabbed a beer and took a nap. When he woke up, um, he tried to operate. I want him to stop trying that. He doesn't stop. So first, he poked it with a red hot file Mm. down into the wound. Yucky, stop it. Then he started pouring cup after cup after cup of boiling hot water into this now cauterized wound. Then he fills the three-inch pocket of her leg with salt and olive oil. Stop it. I am not a filet. Oh, no. The olive oil is really going to make bacteria go. Oh, it it was actually, like, um, kind of successful. It, I mean, she, it was she, her immune system that was successful. Let's oh, be I don't clear. know how she fucking made it, but she, I mean, within a couple days, it was healed enough that she tried to escape, but she didn't make it. Um, and I don't know exactly what happened to her after she tried to escape again. But um, he also t- tortured and abused a man named Claude. He did many of the other things that he did to everybody else. He broke his toes one by one. Oh, okay. Um, he, I know it's, I'm like puking in my mouth a little oh, bit. Oh, I don't know if I can take it sometimes. I'm know, like dizzy. Know, I'm legitimately like dizzy. And, and he ended up torturing this man severely and then ended up, um, castrating him as well. God. Um, then we're going to, we're going to talk about the last one. Okay. Um, cause I know it's, it's a lot and that's, it's a that's lot. I'm not talking about all of them. Whew. There's no way to talk about all of them. No. But, holy shit. So, Gabrielle. This is the woman whose child he convinced to leave outside. Yeah. Gabrielle Lavallee um, is her name. And she is amazing. She is, she's a, an amazing survivor. This woman... Um, I'm good now. I don't know <laughs> why he tortured her first uh, with these four, first bit of tortures. Um who knows? Who knows? But know, he ended up nuts. he ended up ripping out eight of her teeth. Okay. Because she said she had a toothache. He drove a like stabbed her with a hypodermic needle like somewhere in the back and then just broke it off. Ugh, so, so it's... These are just like things that bother me, like in particular, and I'm just squicked out. If you hear wind, I am literally fanning myself so I don't vomit and or pass out. I have epilepsy, so I have to be careful. I know. Like, I've gotten sparkle I know, vision. I can see you. Ooh, I know you're having a reaction, right. and I'm trying not to laugh because this is very bad. What? But, again, oh. again, I thought this cult was just hippies in the woods making these bread. Hippies, these hippies are <laughs> fucked up. They're so fucked. So, um, yeah, after he did that, he uh, took a blowtorch to her genitals. Okay. I'm trying not to laugh. I, just, I don't know how else to feel. Oh, yeah. It's really overwhelming. It's either laugh or barf. It's funny. It's I'm either laugh or barf. I'm trying so... not to puke. Yeah. Um, Ooh. He 
cut off her fingers one by one with wire cutters. Oh, you added the wire cutters, you dumb hoe. <laughs> I was fine. I was like, oh, I can handle that one. I know. Because I use wire cutters to make jewelry, and they don't. It wouldn't be good on your hands. It takes more than one snip, too. Shut up! Blah! Blah, blah, blah. I know, I know. Chewy Dewey, fucking. I'm so sorry. I fucking fuck. It's just really awful. I'm not even done, is the thing. Okay, I'm going to try to get through this. Yes, just go. Just go fast. Okay, so yeah, he does that. He cuts off her breast. He oh. fractures her skull with no, the blunton no, 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 of an no, no, no. axe. And this is all, like, this is all just for fun for him. Okay. Now we come into 1989. This woman happens to, in passing, complain of, like, a joint in her hand. Never complain! Never! He ends up driving a knife through her hand and attaching her to a table and does not take the knife out. Then he starts to hack away with oh. a dull cleaver to cure her stiffness in her fingers. Then he goes up her arm and slowly starts to carve away at, like, around like, her, like, somewhere in between her elbow and her shoulder with a dull knee cleaver. Okay. And I'm talking slow. We're talking real slow. Let's real speed slow. this up. Real speed slow. it up. Well, Let's go. Okay. She realizes that, like, obviously she's going to die if she doesn't escape, and somehow she flees to the hospital. Somehow she gets out of there. Somehow she tells the authorities what happened to her arm, and they end up finding him about six weeks later, and he's sentenced to prison. Thank God. I'm gonna Mother end of it. God. I'm going to end it with that. Um, he, Ooh. in 2011, one of his inmates killed him. Thank you, Jesus. Mm-hmm. He slaughtered him, and he was another, like, um, murderer as well, and ended up uh, slitting his throat, and when they found him, he said, um, he said, that piece of shit is down there, right there, he's out of my range, and here's the knife, I've sliced him up, he's gone. Bravo! So... If you want to know more about his torture and all the other people, oh, you that, can Google that, that shit. Through, you can Google it and read it for yourself. I'm sorry, dude. Speaking I'm sorry. It out loud is not okay, and it's hard. Yeah, I can't. Here's the thing: it's like there's it's there's a difference between reading something, big difference to say to hearing it spoken out loud to talking it out loud. And I will tell y'all, I have y'all don't understand. I've yeah. been I've seen my own bones explode out of my body. I've seen yeah. like I've a wash in a sea of blood. I, I've raised kids, that's a lot of puke and poop. Yes. But I'm just not into torture. It like really yes. freaks me out and like they're ugh, that and it's so many like broken bones. It's the those off yeah, I'm not yucky poo poo. I don't like any it's of that. So much and honestly I'm these, really a visual thinker. Same. And and part of all of that, wow. like, the followers were so brainwashed by him. Most, because when, when I'm researching this and thinking about all of this, like, like why would they all put I up can with it? hear in my mind is, like, screaming and agony and, like, yeah. the sounds of torture. They were silent. Well, the... The reason why is when you're like you, they dissociated because they've yeah. been they've been conditioned and brainwashed. Well, and they've been so conditioned much. and brainwashed to thinking that they deserve it. That yeah. this is good for them. That this is part of their like ascending 
process or whatever. Well, bullshit. I don't know if like our listeners are aware, but there was a like a cult called Aesthetics, and this was back during the Middle Ages, and what this was during the the plague, the Black Plague. What they would do is they would go around and inflict the suffering of the cross upon themselves. So like they'd beat themselves with like iron studded whips and flagellators and stuff until they were just like shredding their backs and bleeding everywhere. And then like people saw that and saw that their suffering was kind of divine because they got into these ecstasies over it. Yes. Yes. To where they took their pain and it became pleasure. And so people would come up and dab cloths. It's part of the onk theory. Yeah, they would dab cloths into their wounds, <coughs> and then they would put that in their eyes, and naturally that just spread the plague around like fucking gangbusters. Oh yeah, the the irony of it all. Right, I know. But go be with your lord <laughs> as fast as you possibly can, and that well that helps spread the. Uh, vascular portion of the bubonic plague because there were three different types there was the one that affected your lymph nodes Mm -hmm. called the made the bubos which were like the big swollen nodules of fuck there was the one um that got into your blood and then there was the pneumatic one which got into your lungs the only one that was really survivable was pneumatic bubonic plague the one that got in your blood killed you in nine hours that shit was not fucking around and it was a bad hemorrhagic fever death where blood flew out of every oh orifice. See, I can talk about that shit just fine. I'm like, yeah, plague, bleh. But self-inflicting, yep. breaking your boop, bones. Boop. Don't even just, I barely got a, I had to eat like 15 Tums and fan myself because I was about to lose my lunch. Listen, and I made fried pork tokantsu with crab rangoon and fried rice for dinner. And I ate. Way more than I should have because it was yummy, yummy. And so I was already a little blorpy in the tummy. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I always got the cold sweats. It's okay. I didn't, I did not give 50. I, oh, I gave Like, I, I transcended. But I did not give nearly the amount that I know. I transcended to like a different plane to where I thought I was having deja vu. Nope. I feel weird. I'm sorry. You know. At the end of every theme month, I'm, like, glad it's done. I'm like, that's yeah. enough cults. I hate yeah. cults now. Yeah. I never liked them, to be no, clear. It's, it's really starting to open up my eyes about what actually is a cult and how easy it is to start one and how easy it yeah. is to get into them. And, and I really do have a lot of empathy for these people. I do. That it, like, get, like, so entrenched in these cults. It's no wonder that it's, like, generations Yeah, because it's also you're kind of primed to be into cult-like behavior from the time you're born. Right, 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 right. Especially with religions, you're indoctrinated Mm -hmm. and shit. Yeah, it makes Mm -hmm. sense to me. So next month we're going to, we have, I think, another week of cults. Next month is, uh, it is Killer Couples. I think we only have like like one more episode of Do we? Yeah. Look, I don't know how to time or even what day it is. So you're just, I'm going to give you an accurate information. And you're going to deal with it. We have one more cult episode. It's mine. It's killer couples. I'm so excited. I love killer couples. Well, I don't. I actually hate most of the ones that I'm going to do. But it's It's exciting. not cults, is it? No. And it involves <laughs> lovebirds. Doing bad stuff. Bad. I'm going to be covering uh, Paul Bernardo and Carla Hamulka. I uh, hate them and I'm glad you're doing it because I don't want to. I'm going to do it first to get it out of the way. I fucking hate them. No, I hate them a lot. 
I hate her. And, no, I just hate them equally. When I it's think fine. about people that I hate the most, it's, they're on there. It's them and the Ken and Barbie. Um, That's them. They're oh, the Ken and oh, Barbie I was killers. Also, the the um, the Moore's murders. Oh, I hate them bastards. God damn it, I'm going to have to cover them. You too. are, fucker, nah. fucker. But I'm covering one I bet nobody's ever, ever, ever heard about, even though there's a movie about it called Heavenly Creatures by the guy who directed Lord of the Rings. Huh. Yeah, it's lesbians. Oh. Nope, they're bad. They do okay. bad stuff. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, I'm going to go away now, and, uh... That was a good episode, though. I'm sorry I almost threw up. I'm very sorry for relating that information. Um, no, I mean, it's good to know. People need to, to know this shit. Yeah. You know? It's, you know, it's one of those things where there's not a whole lot of distance between Canada and the United States, but we don't hear about each other a lot. So this is one of, in Canada, it's right up there with Willie Picton, like, and, they're really well known. Yeah, I'd never um, heard of it at Rock all. Ontario is like a very well known place, especially or a uh, person, especially where this all took place. Um, but as far as the rest of the world, nobody really knows. No, about this I'd cult. never heard of it at all. Um, this is right up there with Jim Jones for them. But again, yeah, and and I don't know. Like I, the case I'm going to cover in Killer Couples is famous in like I believe New Zealand, but of course we've never heard of it here. Because Peter Jackson's from New Zealand, obviously. Yeah. Just a bunch of fucking awful. The reason I think covering cults is important, for the record, is because so much of shit that goes on can become a cult so easy. Yes. Look at the QAnon stuff. Not a traditional cult, but in the information age and the internet age and all of that shit, you've really got to watch yourself. Right. Right. And what kind of media you're fucking consuming. You yes. can indoctrinate yourself, is what I'm saying. Yes, you can, like, absolutely. DIY that shit. A thousand percent. And yes. Yeah, I, I do think that covering cults is very important, um, especially for that reason. It's just so easy. And I think the more that people hear these types of stories, they can relate to them. And if they find a lot of things that they relate to, yeah. maybe they might kind of... Like, I know we really tongue-in-cheek the QAnon thing, and I was very spicy and not particularly nice in that episode, mostly because the racism yes. uh, and the anti-Semitism really pisses me off. Yes. It's not that I'm pissed at people who get sucked in by it, because, like, Grandma, who just wants to save the children, you can't be mad about that. Right. I totally get it. Right. But that is how easy it happens. Yes. And so yes. I... And even though that's not a traditional cult by any means, I wanted it to juxtapose these really religious cults mm -hmm. like this one. Mm -hmm. And so you can because see they're just as dangerous. You're they like, yeah, you're danger. being you're being you're like the story of the frog being slowly boiled alive. Because yes, at the start, he's doing things like, you know, beating them or hitting them with a rock. At the end, he drilled a hole in a woman's skull and fucked it. Yes. So you see where we're at. We start with QAnon and it's grandma's wanting to save some babies. And at the end, we're drinking our own pee, waiting for the return of John F. Kennedy Jr. Right. Fuck. You guys see how this can escalate. <laughs> yes. Let's see the warning signs at the beginning. Yes. So we don't have to deal with them at the end. That is correct. Thank you all so much. We had another really successful week and I... Well, I appreciate it. We have a couple new Patreon patrons, and that's Hi. super exciting. Hi. Hello. And so, if, and we keep talking about our Patreon. We are doing some super fun stuff over we there. We really love our Patreon. Like, we really, really, really. Oh, yeah. We're 
yeah, active on that shit. And, and are really active, and um, I don't know, it's just a really fun place to be. It is. An additional episode per week, plus by, I'd say Saturday and Sunday, our Discord's going to be up. It's been made. We're just kind of working out how to do bots and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to be doing a lot of fun stuff this year in Patreon that's not just episodes. So, you know, you might want to check it out at patreon.com slash cruelty. And if if and when we do get enough Patreons, our media and our presence on all platforms is going to just bloom and blossom. We're going to be able to do more things as soon as we get more of you guys. The more more this podcast becomes a living for me, the less I'm having to do other things to make a living instead. I'd really like to dedicate full time to the podcast. I would love that. I would love nothing more than that. I mean, I'm I'm pert near there with as much research as we do. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, and you guys have been really nice. My husband helps co-host a little seg episode on Mondays called Maris Mondays where we do just paranormal stuff. And thank you all for the nice response to yeah. that because he's shy. Yes. But anyway, thank thank you. Just in general. We're just um, really happy. We are really happy. And I'm glad that we're done with that case forever. Yes, me too. It nearly killed me. Yes. And until next time, we love you. Love you. Good night. Find us on your social media platform of choice. Linktree slash cruelty has all of the links. Check out our Patreon for exclusive episodes, merch, ad-free episodes, live ghost hunts, and much more. Please be sure to subscribe. New episodes are uploaded weekly. Thank you so much. See you next time. Music and production by Willie Bean.